The interior design of a space can significantly affect your feelings and well-being. Ancora Interiors can help create an environment which reflects the message of your business or design a living space which is a reflection of you, your lifestyle and tastes. Providing both e-design and fully-fledged interior design services to suit every budget. Ancora ensure that the look you want becomes a reality using a range of digital visualization tools to perfect the look of your space before a paintbrush is lifted. Check out AncoraInterior.com for more information or contact us at hello at AncoraInteriors.com for a free consultation. You're listening to Go Fish exclusively on the pod station. Welcome everyone to episode 53 of the Go Fish Business Tips podcast. Is it 53? It is. It feels like we've done a longer, harder slog than that. Hey, Chris. It's the one after 52. It is. Um, I I wasn't very good at maths at school, but I did manage to count. (laughs) I'm glad one of us did, because I've been thinking it's been 54 for like the past week, so... (laughs) We have that bearing on people, don't we, Chris? (laughs) we do. It feels like it's a longer, harder slog. (laughs) Yeah. My name's Mark Pollard, my business is Funky Vibes Marketing. Joining me, you've already heard them, are my wonderful co-hosts. We have Chris Roxburgh from My Marketing Guy. How are you doing, Chris? I'm doing fine. Hello, everybody. And we have Ishtar Ali from Ancora Interiors. Hello. How are you doing? Wonderful. So, um, guys, this is a slightly different podcast because we've given ourselves a shorter period to chew the fat so to speak or recover from the fact that we had human interaction overload last week yes if you want to listen to was it episode 51 or 52 where we talked about introverts introvertness (laughs) mr roxburgh shaking his head there's no introvertness in that old shell (laughs) that's a bit harsh (laughs) i didn't i didn't mean it to sound quite how it came out i meant vessel yeah oh right that's much better Uh, but we did because we've been out and about. Oh, we have. We uh, we went out and about and saw live people and interviewed them, didn't we last week? We did indeed. Where did we go, Ish? We went to the Chester and Wirral or Wirral and Chester Business Fair at the new Floral Pavilion. What's the one near the beach in New Brighton? In New Brighton, yeah, that was what I meant to say. Yeah, you were particular. You were particularly taken with the fact you could see the sea. I was like, oh my god, it's water in the beach. You liked Fort per- Perch Rock, didn't you? Yeah, well, the, yeah, and I'm from Manchester, so we don't get to see the beach very often. Not so. many forts, no. <laughs> no, not in the water anyway. No, so it was a delight, and it was a lovely sunny day. Being from Yorkshire, I can imagine you don't see many nice things in Manchester. Hey. <laughs> Don't start, Pollard. But yeah, did you pay yourself a pound when you saw the sea? <laughs> no. We always used to play that game. You know, when you go into the seaside and your dad would say, right, I'll give you a quid for the first person to see the sea. And of course, you'd try and blag it as much as you could to be the first because the natural competitive nature of the three Pollard children sitting in the back was like, I want to be first. That wouldn't have worked in our family because... Uh, 
uh, our, our house could see the sea, albeit in the distance, we could see it from uh, from our first floor. So, uh, well, you missed out because you'd have been a millionaire, then, uh, wouldn't you? Every well, morning, my father would have been bankrupt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, should we explain what it is that we were doing at the Wirral and Chester slash Chester and Wirral? It was the Wirral and Chester, but uh, I was doing that for the benefit of Ish. Um, <laughs> but what we were doing there? Yeah. We went there with the view that we wanted to um, meet with exhibitors because our topic of today is about exhibitions. So we wanted to meet with people to understand what had prompted them to be a part of the exhibition and also what prompted people who were visiting the exhibition to come along. And it was actually a really interesting topic of discussion. We got absolutely hounded. In a nice way. It, it was, and we had a chat with the organiser as well, who's been uh, in business as the business fairs for uh, for 20 years now. So he's doing something right, and there is a demand for business fairs. We just wanted to find out the different reasons of that demand from the visitors that were there. Yeah, because as the pandemic rules are being relaxed and people are being encouraged to do more stuff, um, things like these fairs are going to become hopefully a bit more like the norm, aren't they? And if that's the case, we wanted to have a look at why you might visit these things. You might want to attend them to promote your business. And if you're thinking about organising or indeed if you already organise them, why you do it, how it is at the minute, all those kind of things. We had a, a, a plethora of stuff. There's that word again. It is. Now, you, my dear lady, needed to lie down. Oh my god! After this, I really did. <laughs> because we, we it started off, didn't it? Where um, at this particular event, um, well, you did an interview first and foremost, didn't you, with uh, Tony with Haynes? Tony Haynes, yes, yes, a very good one. Um, unfortunately, there was so much background noise that we had to do it again, and I think the first one was better, to be honest, Mark. But there we go. Well, perhaps we should stick that interview in right here then, and and you guys can, I guess. Make your own minds up. Uh, hi, Tony. Good to good to see you again here at the Floral Pavilion. Could you tell us why we're here and what your part is in it? Yeah. Hello again, Chris. Uh, well, my name's Tony Haynes. Uh, myself and my wife Kathy run a company called Coolbia, and one of the things we've been doing for well, roughly twenty years now is these business fairs and exhibitions. So our first one was Liverpool Business Fair in two thousand and two. And we've been doing this this event with Chester Business Fair since 2005. Yeah. It's after a break of a year because of the COVID situation. It's uh, it's good to get back doing live events again. Oh, I bet it is good, good for all of us that you're back. To be honest, um, I've been coming to these fairs since pretty pretty much the beginning. Certainly the very early days. Yeah. Have you had a lot of loyal followers uh, in terms of people who book the stands every year and who who regularly come back? And, yeah. And has COVID put them off? Um, we we are, we do have a lot of like sort of loyal uh, exhibitors. I'd say at each event we tend to have half of the exhibitors of people that have exhibited with us before at some event, and half will be new ones. So it's always like it's always a throughput, uh, throughput, but also like a lot of like uh, regular exhibitors as well. Um, COVID is, I mean, it's, it's difficult with this one because this is our first event back, and I think people are starting to get back to normal but not quite yet no and no. that added to the fact that this is just after the summer holidays uh, kids have just gone back has meant that this is possibly a little bit quieter than it normally would be yes so there's still a bit of nervousness around 
little bit, yeah. Little yeah, bit. yeah. And do you see? Because you do, you do other other fairs as well in Liverpool, Halton, and Manchester. Am I right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Liverpool at uh, Liverpool Football Club, Halton yeah. and Warrington, and the Great Aunt to Business Fair. Yeah, yeah. Are you seeing? Are you seeing an upturn in um, in the number of people? Interested in uh, in those at all or, or not? I, th- I think we're starting to see a little bit of a an increase in sort of inquiries. Yes. And, uh, people getting in touch about the events. Um, so probably similar to pre-COVID levels, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's that's good if it is uh, if it's reached yeah. pre-COVID levels. Um, because that that interrupted uh, all of us, and business to business fair like this is, uh, um, it's crucial that those businesses have the confidence to come back and yeah. promote themselves here. What else? What else happens here, Tony, apart from the the exhibition area? Uh, well, this events like um, our other events, we, we sort of have two main purposes to them. One is the B two B exhibition where the exhibitors can promote their products and services. But the other side of it is it's almost like a business support day. Um, so we never charge anything for people visiting the event. Um, so it can be like someone who's thinking of setting a business up, just started, or someone looking to grow the business. So we'll have like a series of like um, informative workshops taking place, yeah. uh, networking sessions, ask the expert exhibitors, like say um, accountants, solicitors, that yes. can help with a lot of different things. Yes, yes indeed. Indeed, I see there's there's quite a few there's quite a few business support type operations here uh, today. Is this due to the uh, due to the explosion in startup companies, and or, or have they always been here? Um, I think I've detected sort of a slight increase in the amount of business support organisations that are around. Um, so that might be partly a reflection of like any increase in startups, but I think it's it's also a reflection of the end of the um, sort of EU link and EU funder. Yeah. So yeah. like you, you might have seen with some of the exhibitors today a lot of them have, have sort of said oh the funders require that we have these logos on yes. with it. So it's the ARDF logo and I think that is because they are programmes that will probably run for another couple of years and then that's it. We could have a whole uh, podcast on the, on the dreaded B word and the effects to local yeah. business couldn't we? Yeah. So you're, you're optimistic for these business fairs, you still feel they've got a, a place in marketing the small business uh, for ongoing? Yeah, I mean, I think they, they always will have, really. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously a lot of stuff now is online, but um, people still like to deal with people face-to-face and, yeah. you know, talking to them. Yeah, yeah. And are you still taking bookings for uh, for Liverpool, Tony? Do you want to yeah, uh, yeah. Do you want to tell people how they can get in touch with you? Yeah, um, they can email me at tony at liverpoolba.com or they can call us 0151709 um, or go to say for Liverpool, go to liverpoolbizfair.co.uk website. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's brilliant. It's amazing to think that it's almost 20 years since you did that first one. It seems to have gone. Very, very quickly. I know. But, uh, doesn't this, seem 20 years. It, it, it certainly doesn't. Um, but thank you very much for your time, and I wish you well with with this one and with the future ones. Thanks, Chris. So, on, on the basis of that interview, was there anything that you particularly found surprising when you were talking to him, Chris? I think um, the, the longevity has got to be a surprise because this is 
Um, this is an old school, traditional way of business person meeting business person, isn't it? And a lot of us, a lot of us have fallen into the trap in thinking everything happens online now. And and here here it was, twenty years old. So we're we're pre-internet there. No, we're not pre-internet. We're pre-social media there. Um, and it's still still going strong. He's been hit by the uh, by the pandemic, yes, but um, but I, th- I get the feeling from him that it's coming back, and that you know he'll uh, he's got three more lined up this year. Um, good luck to him. Have either of you ever been involved in arranging events of not necessarily that nature, but I suppose something of a, a similar ilk? Smaller events, yes. Why did you do that? I suppose to get to know the people that we were inviting on a more personal level. Um, that was that was first and foremost, and to make sure that they knew uh, everything that the company I was working for at the time, everything that we did, rather than just the service they used, because it's a trap that a lot of us fall into. Um, is customer A will use service B but won't necessarily know about service A, C, D, E. Um, so it, it's small events to bring your customers together, bring your clients together, are a good way of, uh, of demonstrating your, your own versatility and getting to know them better. Yeah. Have you ever done any, Yesh? Not like that. I've done corporate events. Um, but they're, they're something similar, aren't they? I mean, they, they kind of almost fit into what you've just different described. Different scale. They, yeah. yeah. But more like posh parties because my boss liked to be really like flamboyant so yeah a lot a lot of big like flashy parties where we did invite customers over and we had all the team there and we were yeah performers it was always on a grand scale man do i miss those days (laughs) what are you trying to say (laughs) very different today let's just put it that way well, yes, okay. I'll uh, I'll I'll regale you with a tale of mine later. Okay. <laughs> we'll have to be later though. <laughs> very interesting. It's it feels very much like a networking type of thing that you would do for your if you're going to organize these events in the same way as Tony does. Yeah. You've just described it as a networking get to know customers. If you've described it where you're getting to know people by just basically giving them a great time. I did once um, I did one event many many moons ago, which was designed for business startups, and there was a lot of different businesses who predominantly are required when you do start up a business. And we did sort of a seminar where each of those businesses gave some tips and some talks about new businesses, with the idea being you'd attract startups to there, and that was obviously to generate business. Um, but I've, I would, I've, I've never really gone into the whole organising that thing because the idea of trying to organise an event just makes my head hurt. Oh, I love it. I love the craziness and the chaos and the stress and the lie down afterwards. And the last minute dropouts. Yeah, I mean, inevitably there's like crazy stuff that happens at an mm. event like that. So God bless Tony for doing these stuff all the time. Because I'd be... Oh, quite agree, yeah. It is stressful. That's off. Yeah. That really surprises me. I didn't. I didn't think that would be your bag. I'm. I'm an organisation queen. Are you crazy? <laughs> I love this kind of stuff. <laughs> right up my street. We'll be doing some big conferences at some point in the future, guys. <laughs> okay, so that's from an organiser's perspective. We came at it from an exhibitor's perspective. We asked some exhibitors a whole host of questions. 
Okay, so do you want to tell me um, what your organisation does and why you guys are here today? So I'm from Manchester Metropolitan University and we run a range of fully funded business support programmes to help a wide range of businesses do a wide range of things. So today we're here promoting Smart Cheshire. Uh, Smart Cheshire is an innovation programme for any business that's based in the Cheshire or Warrington area that's looking to develop a new product or a new service or a new process. Um, So whether somebody's looking to pivot or diversify or, you know, they're they're looking to enter a new market but they're not sure how to do that, they're not sure whether it's going to be viable uh, we have a range of fully funded workshops where we can help them explore that so why did you choose to come to exhibit at the business fair yeah again it's all about um, networking and meeting new businesses and you know and, and I think the uh, you know and just raising awareness for the program because a lot of people and a lot of small business owners um, still don't know how much help there is out there and how much support that they can get yeah so have you felt like today you've been able to meet some of that target audience that you were hoping for? Yeah, we've met loads of businesses and I think hopefully we'll be able to contact loads of businesses back and for a range of different programmes. So again, I say not just the Smart Cheshire programme, but when you talk to a business and you start engaging in that conversation and you find out actually what you know what they're really about and what they really need so uh, yeah we've met loads of people today it's been really good and is it something that you've done in previous years or you're going to continue to do moving forwards based on the experience that you've had this, this time yeah, I mean, networking is definitely uh, something that's really key for us because, as I say, it gets us out there, it, people, uh, it raises awareness for our projects, but also it gets us in the business community yeah. so we can speak to real business owners and find out what their challenges are, what they're looking for, and they can put a face to us. So, yeah, definitely, we're, you know, we're, we've got loads of different events planned. How do you choose which ones to attend, then? I think as long as they're in the areas that we can support and we can we can help, um, it's worth us attending. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So we're with Enterprise Hub. Do you want to introduce yourself and let us know a little bit more about what they do? Yeah, sure. My name's Jermaine. I'm part of the engagement team here at the Women's Organisation. And um, what we're here to do is uh, promote the Enterprise Hub, which is a funded from the European Development Fund. Um, I probably got that all the wrong way around, but with a, and it's a fully funded business advisor um, opportunity, I suppose, is the way to do it. So if you've got an idea around put, putting a business out there or you've already started that business and you're like, I don't know where to go, but if it's, it meets the criteria, we're able to actually take some details off you, hopefully then um, match you up with one of your business advisors. And if it doesn't fit our remit, then we'd put you out to one of our partner agencies still under the Enterprise Hub. And then what the business advisors be able to do, it's not a structured programme of work. It's very much tailored to you. So there are some things that are similar for everyone, but it's about making sure that we give you the support that you need at this right time. So why did you choose to come to the uh, We're All Interested Business Fair today? To get back out there. Okay. You know, it's one, it's one of the first business fairs since everything has opened back up. So it was a case of, do you know what, let's get out there. Let's make sure that people are still... People know that we're here. We're also running a campaign at the minute called uh, Love Mondays again. I go to work on a Monday and hate what you do. Yeah. Let's actually I go to work that. and love it. Yeah. So what do you love to do? What's your passion? Can we help and support you? So on a Monday, instead of going, oh, Monday morning or Sunday night, going, I don't want to go to sleep. It's one more sleep to that dreaded day. Yeah. That you turn around and go, do you know what? It's Monday. Actually, I'm going to do something I really enjoy yeah. and skip into Monday rather than going, oh, 
today was an ideal opportunity to be able to come get our message out there and listening to some of the people that I've, I've met today hopefully g- given them that opportunity and the options to be able to come through and engage with the enterprise hub so do you feel like today has met your goal in terms of the numbers on the types of people that you wanted to meet yeah definitely i mean there's been quite a variety that has come through been really interesting that i've had a couple of people have come through asked what i've done and then gone i'm taking that for my daughter oh, um, so that is yeah. and that and that's been from a like mums and dads do you know what again it's that creativity it's that entrepreneurship that is out there that you know what we can grab hold of and we can go we'd love to support you if we can support you we will do that and so from today i would say yeah it has been worth it thank you so much oh no worries do you want to start off by telling me a little bit about your business and why you're here today yeah, basically to turn a hobby into, hopefully, business. If it could be made out of wood, I'll have a go. So what made you decide that you wanted to be an exhibitor? So that my stuff has a physical presence. Have you done any other business fairs in the past? Have you attended business fairs in the past? I have as an engineer, but not to try and push uh, wooden products. Right, OK. And how have you found today? Has it been as your expectation if you had a lot of interest yeah up until this morning was a bit of a gamble the money involved was a bit of a, a bit of a yeah. gamble yeah but it's paid off in dividends Has it? yeah i'm sure yeah Amazing. um i've got I've, I've made one sale but so many inquiries that i'll follow up next week so would you recommend coming to a business fair to oh absolutely and the opportunity to network as well yeah. uh, i've met a lot of interesting people today we're interested in what I do, and I'm interested also in what a lot of them are doing. So, yeah, I'll be in touch. I've made some new friends. Thank yeah. you very much for that. Thank you. <laughs> do you want to tell me a little bit more about your organisation and what you do to help small businesses? Yeah, of course. Well, we're, we're um, part of Jot Liverpool John Moores University, and we're a part-funded um, project from the European Regional Development Fund to help small businesses across the Liverpool City region to develop new products, new processes um, that are going to have an impact on the environment. So it's a low carbon eco innovatory project. And how long have you been going for? Oh, it's over seven seven years it's been running but each time it's a different sort of funding pot. But it's basically linking the um, businesses to the academic expertise so looking at what their challenges are and bringing them into the university amazing so why did you guys choose to promote your service at the business fair today so we could engage with um, small businesses um, and get our name out there, really. Is it, is it the first time that you're at the Wirral in Chester Business No, Fair? We, we always come to the Wirral one. Okay. And we, in fact, we do a range of them. So Around yeah. Liverpool and Merseyside. Yeah. Have you felt like you've been able to capture the type of people that you wanted to capture at this particular fair? Or has it been a little bit quieter, given the COVID um, situation? Well, this was morning it, wasn't, it was quite busy and um, there was quite a bit busier than what we expected to be honest and right. um, it's died down a lot now but um, I think because it's such a diverse project we can actually work with all sorts of businesses right, okay. and everybody at the moment is thinking how are we going to have an impact on the environment yeah sustainability um, so, yeah everybody's more socially conscious nowadays aren't yeah they? <laughs> so even looking at um, a, a, like the carbon footprint and just driving to work or working from home which is the most beneficial yeah um, and how it's going to have an impact so we've picked up quite a few businesses today. That's amazing. Yeah. So what other business fairs are you going to be attending and how do you select which fairs to go for? I suppose it's the geographical area um, and because we work closely with the chambers as well ah, across okay. the Liverpool City region yeah. and the growth platform 
Um, so we support each other in those ways. So we, we sort of go to those type of events as well. Wow, amazing. So if people want to get in touch with you guys to try and find out a little bit more about what you do and how you might be able to support, how, what's the best way of getting in touch with you? Um, we've got our websites on um, John Moore's University and we've got all our projects on there because there's a range of projects, not just the local um, local. Um, Blue Carbon Eco Innovatory Project, we've got the EcoI project which is across the northwest yeah. and the Clean Growth Programme which is um, at the UK wide. Thank so, you so much for your time. Okay. Do you want to tell me a little bit about your business and why you're at the Wirral and Chester Business Fair today? Uh, so my name's Sam Johnson, business is Sharples Group, we do multifunction devices. Uh, here to get back out of the house after lockdown, <laughs> more importantly, yeah, actually mingling with people other than my dog. Now, but uh, we're here today to introduce inkjet technology and here to educate people uh, against traditional laser. Been involved in the industry for best part of 14 years, so we've seen technology change dramatically over time. Um, it's become a lot more environmentally focused, certainly in our industry, because of the amount of wastage uh, that goes on with plastics and what have you. So we show a solution. And is this the first business fair that you guys have been to? Have you been to previous ones? Uh, we've done Shout Network, we've done exhibitions over at Liverpool Football Club. We based in Warrington but we cover all over the northwest and actually national so I've done quite a few expos uh, we've worked with the NDNA so down at I think it was Huddersfield recently for one of their exhibitions so cool. we try and get around a little bit so what is it that, about the exhibitions that kind of draws you towards it as it is meeting, meeting people meeting people I thrive so generate people. your business leads yeah yeah we've uh, got a bowl for business cards today that's generated uh, for a little competition but yeah interacting with people I thrive off that and I think certainly pre-COVID versus now is for, for mental well-being. Uh, I get a real buzz off getting out and meeting new people and, and, and bouncing off that. So I think uh, Zoom is good, serves a purpose, but nothing compares to, to being at these types of exhibitions and, and meeting new people. And, and it does generate business. I think we'll look to do probably two or three new orders today from... From, from turning up and doing yeah and uh, doing what we do was the attendance as you expected it to be I, I mean I've, I've done exhibitions which are, are far busier but I think I'd set my expectations correctly that it was going to be people were going to be a little bit reserved um, apprehensive about still what's going on yeah. waves coming and stuff so yeah, we've, we've actually got another exhibition that we're going to be doing up in Preston next okay. week. Uh, I think there's going to be a thousand attendees for that. So wow. um, looking forward to it. I like it busy. And how do you choose which business fair to attend? Sometimes it's a little bit of trial and error. If it's a new area, we'll, um, we'll look to find out what they've traditionally done, uh, what type of businesses are also exhibiting at there to see if there's common commonality between what we're all doing. And certainly with networking, you don't know who people know. So you're not the first person that said networking is the, one of the primary reasons for coming Absolutely. to these events. So Absolutely. Is that, the, is that what you would kind of recommend for other businesses that are maybe thinking about coming and doing exhibitions themselves and having stores? Is 100%. 100%. W without a shadow of a doubt. I know a lot of people say it's out of my comfort zone, it's a little bit different, but you're in Merseyside, people are very friendly here. They are. So <laughs> I think um, you're warm to it and practice makes perfect. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you. 
you want to introduce who you are and your business? Yeah, my name's Cathy Johnson and I run a company called The Christmas Decorators Bureau in Chester and we do commercial and residential decorations, installations, literally from two up, two downs to grand houses, from small shop fronts to great big shopping centres and restaurants and bars and pubs and things like that. Have you done any business fairs before? Um, This is the first business fair I've done as a Chris as an as an owner if you like of a of a business and but in a in a previous life I used to do like marketing and events and uh, and that sort of things so I've been to business fairs but for other other people so I I know how beneficial they can be so why did you choose to come to this business fair well I it's because it's Wirral and Chester and this is my area and the other reason was that last year it was the launch I was launching myself out there but obviously it didn't happen because we had Covid so I'm kind of a bit old hat at it now but I'm still kind of here just to get my kind it's just it's networking just yeah. getting your name around and you just don't know who's picking up a card off off your stand and where it can lead Absolutely. to really so yeah. have you been able to meet the kind of people that you had anticipated to meet here has it been successful yeah yeah I've you know I've um I've sort of got a, a hotel that's in that's in, in interested um somebody wow. that's got children's nurseries that they want decorating so yeah there's been lots of like commercial things but it's a two-way street this is uh, as well it's not necessarily people that I can get business from but people that I can give business to as uh, as well. So, for example, I I I need hand with my like with my marketing and my social media. And there's been a couple of people here that I've been able to speak to That's today that amazing. we're going to have talks with with recruiting staff. That's something else that I sort of need help with. So there's been someone here that's been able to talk talk me through through this. So from that perspective, it's been really really good. Yeah. And are you planning to do other business fairs in the local area? Yes, I, yes, I would. I would do. I would, I, it would just depend who was exhibiting at, at them, really, and whether there was a synergy with with myself. I think. So, what kind yeah. of research do you do when you're deciding which business fair to kind of get involved in? I, I, I have a look and see who's been there in the past, and the t- I mean, if if this was a thing where it was all online com- companies, wouldn't really be any 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 good to me because they haven't got offices that I can go and de- decorate. I was speaking to the guys at shop; they've got an office that I can go and have a look at and and maybe do it. So, from that from that perspective, that's what I, I would be looking for. What would you recommend to other small businesses? Come to exhibitions because it's it's, it's the, we're chatting now and yeah. it's and it's real and it's face to face. You can only do so much over 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 Zoom. Yeah. You can only do so so much over e- email. But businesses are struck on the, on the, the shake of a hand and, and that's what you need. That's what you need you need to do if, if that's the way you want your business to go. Amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much. You're welcome. <laughs> brain processes nearly 10,000 visual and oral cues per minute. As first impressions stick, make the customer see your business in the right way. Funky Vibes can ensure your vibes attract the right tribe with their marketing expertise, graphic design, bespoke websites and social media packages. For more information or a no-commitment initial consultation, simply email your tribe at funkyvibe.co.uk was there anything that you guys heard from the answers to those questions that particularly either captured your attention or changed your perceptions or surprised you slightly? Um, so we targeted very specifically um, organisations that primarily help other small businesses um, because we wanted to understand why they would be at such an event and um, then we were able to speak to a few other small businesses as well and the general feedback was after the long pandemic they were 
keen to get the uh, themselves back out there and meet some people and actually face-to-face network which was a buzzword for everybody that was there to be honest and um, that they'd done previous shows before and they were hoping to just you know start this chain in many other chains of like getting out and meeting people simple as that and you know people found value in networking face to face um i know i've said that already but it really was like a key thing and actually some of the businesses said that they did get leads for work as well which was good they all got email addresses and contact details because there was a couple of competitions that were being run across the room so that was a good way of kind of getting some um contact details um and they were just a bit of a lively bunch generally they were all very happy to be there and happy to connect with us which i was really happy about a lot of happies there i think that's a good point uh, the, the networking thing was what came across to me just talking to people casually rather than interviewing them the fact that they could get out there they could meet people and people were saying oh my god i've only ever seen you on a small screen um uh, and the, the, oh, crime watch uk if it's you chris <laughs> Um, but but that but that was not where well, we've been so used to Zoom for eighteen months almost, and here it was, a lot of people's first time out uh, out and about face to face with other people and not wearing a mask. The event we went to networking was very much the predominant factor that people were looking at doing. Do you think that's because that's what people generally? aim to achieve when they go to these exhibitions or do you think it's quite a time specific thing because we've all been locked in houses looking at each other over tv screens i did not know that there was going to be a networking event at that thing i thought we were just going to be you know casually walking around some stall so you had a panic attack as i well, didn't literally you? had sweaty palms and you know throat seized up and stuff like that because i was like oh my god i've not mentally prepared for the fact that we have to talk in front of a room of like 35 other people so i you know gracefully just backed away from the door <laughs> foxy roxy was right in there weren't you son well not intentionally no i was sitting at the front so i was asked to speak first and but you can't that's... sit there i mean that's rule number one of life <laughs> never sit on the front row always sit exactly. at the back because you get wet you get, you get wet if you go to the circus um <laughs> you get picked on at school yeah <laughs> Mark, when when I went in, which was five minutes after the appointed time, there was nobody else in the room. So I went up and had a chat with him. And then I thought, there's only going to be two or three of us. I may as well sit here. Well, the room filled up with, as I said, 35 people. There weren't there. It was well attended. Yeah, it was. (laughs) But... uh does does the amount of networking importance surprise you at all it's obviously going to be something that people try and do while they're there because you're not just going to sit behind a stall all day or if you do you're only going to enjoy some of the benefits that go with being at an exhibition there are a lot of visitors there as well yeah um i I think it was just that the the reason it was well attended was simply because it was just so good to get out and be able to see people and talk to people and put your business across to 35, 34 other people. Great. Happy days. Yeah. I, I was, pr- although I don't like the networking thing, it was really nice to meet other people. And I feel like it, it was so successful from a networking perspective because everybody came with the same perspective. Like we've been in lockdown for 18 months. There's an opportunity for us to meet people that we've been Zooming with for the last 18 months. So let's just go along. Because honestly, I did meet a lot of people that we have been Zooming with in the past period so it was kind of nice to be like oh shoot you've actually got legs you know that's always helpful to know you're not wearing your pajama bottoms yeah (laughs) (laughs) what do you look for in an event then in choosing whether or not you're going to exhibit there 
Would you have exhibited at the one we attended the other day? And if so, what would you have looked at in order to decide whether or not that was the right event for you? Are you looking at what other businesses will be there? If you don't know that, are you looking at footfall? If you can't find that out, are you looking at the venue? If you if you don't know anything about the venue, are you just trying to figure out more of a general economic and industrial basis? What 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 the things that are running through your head, Chris? Well, I've I have exhibited at that one in days gone by, uh, probably about six or seven years ago for for three years. Um, I forget why I didn't carry it on because it wasn't because I didn't meet people and um, and get leads and so on and so forth. But um, uh, it, it's it's quite hard work purely on your own. Uh, that's probably what possibly one of the reasons I didn't carry on. But um, but no, I, I, it was it was to 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 meet people to um, to generate uh, generate leads, generate new business. Uh, in a different way, other than uh, other than digital, in a traditional way, in other words. What about you? Because when we when you were talking about when you were talking to the exhibitors, and because I was loitering in the background because that's just my thing, um, a lot of them had managed their expectations. They had for this event because of how the pandemic might have affected people's preference to go. Yeah, um, and because they'd managed their preferences had had they by virtue of that added more importance to the networking part of it as opposed to trying to do direct sales because at the end of the day they were there to promote the business and hopefully sell their services and their products they weren't there for just giggles no i do believe that there was a strong inclination towards the networking more than anything else and you're absolutely right people did literally say that they had managed their expectations in terms of what they expected the number of people to turn out to be based on the current situation. Because as we know, not everybody's feeling comfortable yet to go out and be in big crowds. Um, And going back to your point as to what people had been saying in terms of research as to why they were at the event, they were doing it because they'd seen the listing of other companies who were going to be at the event and therefore had chosen to do it. Um, But otherwise, they were there because they'd been there in previous years and wanted to get back on it. I personally don't think I'm ready to do exhibitions for myself because I'd probably be a nervous wreck for the whole day and not come across. And I don't know whether or not my type of brand and what I do would translate as well in an exhibition space. Um, But that's not to say that, you know, I can't have my eyes opened at some point in the future and that might change. But at this point, I don't see how I could do it. But what about you, Mark? Would you ever consider doing it for your business? Yeah, it'd have to be the right event. I feel it'd have to be something that met my sort of ideas of what I would want. I think I'd be trying to promote the business more. So it would have to be somewhere where there'd be lots of people around who were ideal prospective clients that you can network with. I think it's probably as important that when you get there, what your stand looks like massively with it. Mm. I wasn't really that impressed with everybody's stall at the event. I mean, there was that Christmas stall, which was probably the nicer one. And the yeah, because they had mince stall. pies and candy sticks. And which... a massive big Christmas tree. So for sure, you're going to be drawn to the smell and the look of that. It was brilliant. And then there was a cool one, which was the Epsom store at one, or some guy that was doing something about in in cartridges or something. And he had a bike that was powering a printer, which was something really unique. Well, it wasn't that impressive because... 
it was the visitors who were being asked to yes. power it. So there was a couple of sweaty people climbing. <laughs> I, I saw there was there was certainly the fitter of the visitors <laughs> yeah, having a go. Getting on. Chris, so, you so like a bit of spandex, me, didn't you have a go? <laughs> you, no, I didn't have a go on that, no. Um, d- does he have members of staff then that, that uh, just cycle all, all day long to, to get his I print I didn't out? ask him that question, <laughs> but it, it was just, it, it, it stood out for me amongst the just tables and pull-up banners because it made it interesting and well, actually you different. were intrigued yeah. to go over. So yeah. that was definitely a takeaway that if you're going to be going to an exhibition that you need to really plan what it's going to look like because yeah, yeah. there are several businesses there and what makes you stand out and that definitely those two businesses i still remember today and the guy with the table i oh, mean that was that was the stand of the day for me the fellow that made a coffee table out of a pallet yeah like yeah. he hadn't even really set up his business properly god love him he'd gone there within a couple of days of, you know thinking he's got an idea and wanted to do it bought some tables and was just sat there and it was brilliant yeah you, you need to make sure you've got your marketing materials, don't you? Your business cards, yep. some flyers, um, your pull-up banners, tablecloths just to cover the minty tables that they give you just to make it look a bit more aesthetic. Quality street. So, well, freebies. Massively. We didn't take any freebies. I mean, I consumed my body weight in mince pies, admittedly. And, yeah, chocolate that was being handed out. But... I, beyond that, I, I, I sort of restrained myself, but there were pens going. Lots of pens. What what, what are good freebies for you? Pens, for sure. Cups, <laughs> notepads. Anything that's free is good for me. I'll take it. I quite like quirky things. It doesn't have to cost the earth either. Some people give no. you bottles of water and Bags. sweets. Bags are always a good one. Yeah. used to be USB sticks, didn't it? It yeah. did. Memory sticks. Yeah. 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 But, uh, there's all sorts yeah but I, I think you need to make it interesting I think you also need to engage with people so there's competitions running so <laughs> I, I feel I, I have to say this carefully living on the world because it does have a reputation you throw your business cards in a bowl um, and you might win yourself a chance well, from the benefit of the, the stall holders you, they're getting you capturing your data as long as they make sure it's clear what's going to happen with that data um, they're capturing data so that they can sell their services on an ongoing basis. You might win a prize, or if you live in more, <laughs> no, I won't go there. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> Throwing stuff in bowls. Anyway, um, but yeah, those are good things to do because you're engaging but you, you're serving a purpose because even if people aren't interested in buying your service and aren't interested in networking, they might still give you their information because they want a freebie. Everybody wants yep. a freebie, so just competitions and giving away free stuff is always a good thing. Okay, so that's exhibitors. What about the visitors? So are you a, an exhibitor or an attendee? We're attendees today. One of the obvious questions is how did you find out about the event and what prompted you to actually come down? Yeah, I think basically I, I set up my business a year ago. Um, well, I've been running for three years, full-time for a year, and so I've not done any live events, not done anything face-to-face it's all been online so this is our first uh, toe dipping into the water basically so uh, yeah and how did you find that because I'm sure you weren't expecting to have to go and stand up in no. front of a load of people no I, I thought networking just be walking around chatting to people so yeah I didn't prepare anything so I was a bit rusty I mean I've done stuff like that in the past but yeah I wasn't prepared at all but uh, yeah it was all right it was all right it wasn't too bad 
what were you expecting or what were you hoping to achieve from actually coming down today? Was that a plus that you've been able to stand in front of a group of strangers? Are you expecting anything from it? Are you going to now wander around and hopefully bump into some of the people you've just heard from who, who might ultimately be of interest to you? Yeah, absolutely. It's all about meeting people, isn't it? You know, it's just making those connections and, you know, selfishly, you're hoping that someday that will lead to more sales and, uh, yeah, that's it really. Whilst you're an attendee today, would you consider becoming an exhibitor at an event and what might prompt you to do that? Well, I suppose today was our fact finder mission and I, I, I said to Ryan about, because Ryan helps with my marketing, let's have a look at what other stands do. You know, what freebies they give, what's their spiel. Just for the record, I love a good pen. <laughs> Brand, branded pens right now. <laughs> no, so yeah, I mean, we'll go away and have a chat about it and see... Was, is it worth us getting a stand or or are we okay just wandering around you know doing laps of the stands collecting the freebies yeah exactly you know <laughs> appreciate do you want to just give a shout out for your business and your name yeah so my name is Adam Bullen and my business is AB Counting and we're an accountant for the creative industry fantastic thank you very much thank you cheers thanks so do you want to tell us your name and what you do? So my name's Michelle Cox and um, I make unique handmade animal sculptures. Now it's quite a niche thing that you do. Yes. So is there a particular reason why you've come today and I assume you're a visitor are you? Yeah I'm a visitor. Um, when you're doing your own small business there's so many components so there's marketing, there's ordering materials, there's the deliveries, post and packaging. There's so many levels that it can become overwhelming and for me I need to be in the studio making so for this event I was hoping to see what is on offer locally to help take off that pressure a little bit. So um, you almost had a shopping list of services that you were looking to fulfill on? Yes. Okay. Were you looking more for this service fulfillment or perhaps promoting what you do or a bit of both I guess? A bit of both because um a sole trader I need to know what I can give and take with a company it's obviously there's some businesses who've felt that it's it's the right thing for their business to have a stand what would it take I suppose for you to convert from being someone who's just visiting to perhaps being a stall holder for me it's more me being a visitor here and just networking and seeing who is offering what for when I do stands I'm looking more niche and have you done any ex- exhibition yourself yeah, I've done a few. Um, so back when I was doing ceramics, I did some events called Art and Clay and Pop Fest. Um, they're big ceramic events. Um, lately, I've been doing a few local ones, which have been really actually fantastic. I actually met um, a gallery there that I'm now in in Oxton. So you don't know who you'll meet at these little events, and it really is just chatting away and seeing who you spark with. Is there anything you did specifically at the events where you have had a stall or you have been exhibiting your work that have been of benefit and done really well? And- um, yeah, so obviously promotion materials, cards, um, leaflet. I do understand what it is, is, don't just offer them to someone who's not interested. I do a little raffle on my table, it tends to bring people in, you can have a good little chat then, it's like, you know, as they're looking at work, you're like, if you can't afford the piece, by all means, have a little gamble. Not hiding behind your stall get out there be interactive be smiley bubbly and chat to people because people want you to engage with them and they want to know a bit about you and just finally what sort of research do you do to decide where you might be going either as a visitor as in what what prompted you to come here today or what might prompt you to do it so this one i got it was recommended to me by 
someone I trust. He's a good businessman, so I really trust his opinion. So straight away, I didn't research, just followed that lead. But when I'm looking at other shows, I go on their social media, see how, how much interaction's going on there. Um, I look if it's right for me. So art isn't a necessity, it's a luxury. So I need to look at places where people have a little bit of ex- expendable income. Well, thank you very much for your time. Oh, thank you very much. It was lovely <laughs> speaking to you. So do you want to tell us your name and your business? Yes, so my name is Rachel Cummings and it's Bell Financial Solutions. Okay, so what do you do? I am a mortgage advisor. So I help people uh, to buy property or remortgage property, essentially make sure they're not paying too much for their mortgages. So are you an attendee at this exhibition or are you an exhibitor? I'm an attendee, so I'm very local. Um, right. So that I just come down and see what everybody's up to. I literally live over the park. Uh, bumped into a lot of people that I know as well, conveniently. So. And so where did you hear about this event? I think it was my friend who actually tagged me in it. She okay. knows I live local and she said, well, I'm going to come along to this. She's self-employed like I am. And she said, oh, you know, do you want to come and meet me there for a coffee? So. And what are you hoping to gain by just coming down? Getting out back into networking a little bit more where it's not involving being sat in front of a screen. I think everyone's wanting to get out and see each other a bit more face-to-face and give a bit of body language and a bit more context on what they want to do and what they're, what they're trying to achieve in business. So it's a good place to do that. And this is the first exhibit you've been to as a self-employed person? I went to one yesterday, but that was mortgage-specific, so I had no expectations here because I didn't know what kind of businesses would be here. Um, So it's been quite refreshing to see what everyone else is up to. And what's the difference between the two? So you've obviously been to one which is perhaps more service-specific and industry-specific and one which is perhaps more varied. Do you think you'll get more or less from the varied one, and if so, why? um, I think the one yesterday that I went to, which was mortgage-specific, it's more going to see what I can do for my kind of clients and what those businesses can do for me and my clients whereas today I kind of want to see what everybody else is doing and see if I can help them if they fall into categories that I could help them build their businesses with as well. And is there anything that would specifically encourage you to become a stall? It's, it's, I, don't, I don't know what I'd kind of talk about because everyone needs a roof over their heads. So that's the beauty of my business. It's not very visual. People think I sell houses. I actually sell debt. That's what I actually do. I don't stand saying buy this house. I stand there saying get this interest rate for 25 years and pay 600 quid a month for the rest of your life. It's not a very visual, glamorous business. Um, so I'd need to think about how to do it visually, what we'd actually do, what we'd talk about. Being a small business, would you tend to stay as a local thing or would you be looking at potentially doing them further afield? We market ourselves as local mortgage brokers so I'm in Liverpool city centre, my business partner's in Manchester we always say we're kind of local but then last week I had an inquiry for um, farmland in Surrey so our name kind of travels and we can do anywhere in the country but we do market as small and local. Well thank you very much for your time. So my name is Oliver Bach and I work as a placement officer for Liverpool Hope University and I also have a business as a theatre company called Silent Cutter. Are you here um, with a stand or are you here just mooching? I'm here uh, mooching, visiting, yeah, having a, as you said, I think over here saying, getting the freebies and uh, but yeah, mainly it's obviously yeah, to, to chat to those who are on the stalls and everyone else who's coming to, to visit the exhibition. So do you have a very specific person that you're actually looking to find today? Not in particular, to be honest, I'm hoping to be the person that other people are looking to find so I'm looking to provide um, solutions to like people's like sort of skills gaps or projects that they want to deliver or or trying to um, 
you know, create opportunities for them to grow their business with our um, placement and internship programme. And before you got here, yeah. did you have a plan in mind of what you were going to do? Glad that when they did the networking session, it wasn't just it wasn't just mingling. It that you had a chance to come up and pitch. Everyone gives everyone a sort of a more democratic way of giving everyone a chance to um, to explain what their business is or what it is that they're looking for or trying to achieve. So you mentioned the university yeah. aspect, but there was that second element yeah. of it. Which the idea is that um, we're trying to write like northern stories, but a lot of especially scouse stories are always they're either about crime or they're like daft scouse comedies. The two different hats that you've yeah. got here are very different hats. Do you think you'd have to do something different? Um, potentially, I think. I think obviously, when you're sort of representing the university, it's probably a more sort of professional sort of facing aspect and it's you know you're trying to work with businesses to create work opportunities so there's probably a more formal mask so maybe yeah the workplace inside might be a more stern handshake the the theatre side might be giving someone a hug after they've struck a deal who knows now is there anything particular that would might make you flip from being someone who's just having a mooch in a general chat to having a stall obviously with the store i think people have come off the stores to come and network so i think you could still do that maybe if you're part of a team you could have people alternating um, for me obviously I, I in terms of at Liverpool Hope I'm not the budget holder in that sense <laughs> so it would it would depend on my boss and the theatre aspect do you think that being more niche type of exhibition you'd do yeah I, I don't think like because to be honest I actually wasn't planning on um, talking about that and then when a couple of other artists got up and were saying I was like well actually why why not like who knows you might have someone there who goes I really like that and like because we the thing is with theatre as well is it's not enough now to just be a theatre company. You also, we're also looking to do like workshops. So I think like that's a that's a good thing to be able to come up and say. And also the other cheeky one as well. Like, oh, if you want to sponsor us, if you like our ideas, <laughs> if you want to read all my scripts and throw us some cash so we can go to Edinburgh. Then brilliant. Thank you very much for your time. No, thanks much for uh, having me. So we um, we created a network and hashtag called Bazaar about 13 years ago to connect the businesses, and since then it's generated billions and billions of views on Twitter. Yeah. So is this the first exhibition you've been since we've all been allowed back out of our home? Yeah, yeah. well, I've known Tony and Kathy for uh, a couple of years now. Uh, we were promoting them on our networks uh, when we had a, a, a directory, but at, from lockdown we sort of created a lot more stuff came from that. So uh, as soon as I knew Tony and Kathy were back up and running with this, I asked him if he wanted any promotion and he said, yeah, you know, so we'll put a little advert in, in there for you. And that's what we're all about. We're all about collaborating with people because togetherness we can be stronger you know and if businesses work together then then obviously we'll all benefit each other and what we're doing absolutely do you tend to find that that happens at venues and events like this uh, again you, and if so do you find you get a better engagement with businesses in the be- way that you're after as, 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 as like a store holder or as someone who's visiting so you can perhaps network a bit more yeah yeah I mean I, I find that um, you know it's all well and good being behind a computer but nothing beats actually speaking to you guys now and speaking to the people who will speak around here um, so yeah it's perfect I, I think uh, we're going to have a stall in the next uh, event with Liverpool BA and uh, Liverpool Football Club oh, right. so yeah, we just come down to just to really just have a little mingle and get back into it, really, because it's been so long without. It, it, it feels weird just talking to human beings again. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely crazy. <laughs> I want to hug everyone, but I'm not sure I'm strictly around anymore. I don't think we can, but <laughs> you know, it, it is good, and hopefully, you know, these events just start building. I think that's you know, a lot of people have missed it. You just have to look at people in football grounds now; they're going crazy when a goal goes in. I've never seen them go so mad before because it's just a, a release of tension from people. Well, thank you very much. With 22 million UK users. 
LinkedIn offers a fabulous opportunity to find your ideal clients and to stay ahead of your competition. But what do these future clients currently find when they visit your profile? First impressions count. So, are you proud of your fantastic profile because it is client ready and written with them in mind? Or do you look at it and wonder how you could do better because you are not generating leads? My Marketing Guy works with those who want to take advantage of the amazing potential offered by LinkedIn. So, for more details, please email guy at mymarketingguy.co.uk to arrange an initial consultation. Remember, your next client is on LinkedIn. What kind of feedback did we get from visitors that might have surprised us? that they were happy to be face-to-face with people predominantly. I came across, because I did a lot of the interviews for these, I came across quite a lot of people who were doing these things for the first time. Yes. Yeah, they all seemed to be, didn't they? Yeah, they did. And that, that was quite surprising. Because I th- is that because established businesses can't be bothered? They don't think it's of benefit? Or perhaps they're a bit slower to the take because new businesses have that motivation of Christ we've been in lockdown we need to get things going here's an opportunity and they're out the traps a bit faster exactly that <clears throat> why wouldn't you I mean this is this has been probably the first opportunity locally for for a business to business exhibition um, so get on there and, um, and and dip your toes in the water and I think people will find that having dipped their toes in the water they find that the water wasn't uh, wasn't too cold they didn't catch COVID, um, and you know it's all about confidence, isn't it? Um, people have been frightened to go to pubs and things like that because of the thought that they might catch it, but they're not doing. Yeah, totally. I think also people were kind of testing the water to see whether or not this might be something that they want to be an exhibitor at for the next year. So I think it was a good starting point because people did bring products and were promoting their own businesses. While they were, I mean, I know that's part of networking, but I did get a sense that people might consider being exhibitors um, yeah. at some point. We went there with a bit of a plan. I wouldn't say it was a, a detailed plan. You but told me it was a master plan. That was a master plan, Pollard. Sorry. <laughs> peek behind the curtain Indeed. <laughs> what would what sort of things did we find out from the interviews what kind of things would we be perhaps looking to do as an attendee or suggesting people bear in mind when they're attending to get the most from attending these events because you obviously don't have a stance so or your visibility as a business isn't as prominent that's why you're paying the premium of having a stand but how can you go there and get what you're after? Or do you need to put a plan together to identify what it is that you're ultimately after? First thing, bring your business cards, because we didn't. <laughs> we weren't prepared on that basis. Well, I did. I had some sloppy, I had like random cards. I had, I had business cards. Oh, I didn't. Oh, the old pro. I'd forgotten that you need business cards for stuff like this. So bring your business cards, people. Um, be prepared to talk potentially in front of a big crowd of people because you might need to set yourself up before going to one of these things. Well, that, that's an interesting. There was a networking thing. So we all turned up, Chris at the front row, like a good boy. And we all got an opportunity to do a 60 second presentation, which obviously gave you heart palpitations. It did. But that's not something that I've necessarily come across as being the norm at business fairs as a whole. 
Have you, Chris? Yeah, I've come across that before. Not as in it, it's not been done before, but yeah. I, I wouldn't say it was the norm at these business fairs. Perhaps um, this type of business fair. Yeah, maybe, maybe, no, not not in not in general, but cer- certainly at that one, it's happened before. Um, and it's not only the those little, not little, not so little, was it? Uh, those those networking events. There are also uh, the opportunity for standholders to 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 have a, a half hour slot. Um, uh, put on a bit of a presentation in a in a side room and so on. There's a lot of that going on. So some specialist stuff that you can draw your own crowd to, and pick up the business cards and um, get over the GDPR problem. And uh, yeah, so it's all all adds to the mailing list. I'd also prepare in the sense of look at which stalls or exhibitors are at the exhibition and then target the ones that are going to be relevant for you because um, some of the ones that we wanted to talk to had actually started packing up by the time we, that we finally got around to getting over there. So have a target list of who you might want to talk to and then make I, a beeline. I think we should make a note to ourselves, start a bit earlier as well. <laughs> well, I, I, it was our first one doing it yeah. as a go-fish interview, so we, we had a lot of equipment and we were sort of deciding who's going to use the equipment and what have you, but we quite sensibly identified the key people that we wanted to talk that to. That we yeah, definitely yeah. wanted to talk to. Yeah, and, and we then, got them. Yeah. And, and we did work our way around, and actually that networking one was a great opportunity for us to invite the visitors to come and have a chat to us. Um, and we'll, I suppose that now's worked. as good a time as any to, to stick in what they had to say. It was nice to hear what they thought. And I, I presume they got a nice benefit from it as well. Yeah, they got free promo. <laughs> well, obviously from talking to us, but from going around and presumably networking with the standholders. Yeah. It wasn't a, a one-way thing, was it? No. No. They did definitely get some benefit from it, as I think everybody did. Meeting new people when you're a business owner is really important. So any opportunity that you can get to give your business card to somebody and make a connection is really powerful. Is it a wrong question to ask what what you would be if you were invited to another version of the event that we, we did the other week? So it's going to be a similar format. In the current climate, as is, would you be a host would you be an exhibitor? Would you just be happy being a visitor at the minute? What would you do for the benefit of your own business just right now? Because this isn't a reflection on the events we've took. We've been. I'm just more interested at where you would stand and and what might make you flip between which one of those you would choose to make. Because for me personally, I would probably be more of a visitor than an exhibitor at the moment because I I have a concern as to how how comfortable the rest of the world who would normally come to these things actually is because of the pandemic. I certainly won't be a host because I don't I don't envy the amount of work that they would have to do. By host, do you mean Tony? Yeah, yes, someone like yes, Tony. Yeah, yes. someone who organises the event, yeah, puts yeah. them on. Um, and in terms of a stand and event holder, I've got no issue with that. But actually, given that... You, there's that element of uncertainty. I actually think you can do quite a lot as a visitor at the minute. Yeah, I'd take. Uh, I'd be quite happy to take a stand and run a sideshow, a little, a little talk about an element of marketing or social media or whatever. Um, 
hopefully make it sufficiently interesting title for people to uh, to come along and sit there and listen to me watch that watch that space everyone <laughs> uh, what what particular is it the extra exposure you get from being a, a, a star holder yes yeah so that would that that would be the difference for, for, for me you. for me that would uh, that would be useful yes what about you ish the organizing guru queen fancy trying your hand at um, organising a business expo yeah if I weren't paying for it yeah I'd be <laughs> if so, and somebody was paying me to do the service totally I'd kick off a really good networking but that's sort of cheating isn't it so <laughs> it, it would have to be you under your steam I, I wouldn't under my steam at the minute for the reasons that you've already outlined it, I don't believe that it's the right time to be investing in this stuff so I think people like Tony are really brave and um, to be able to do it but also great for giving everybody an opportunity that wants to get back out there to get back out there I would absolutely not be an exhibitor at the minute as I mentioned before for very personal reasons I'm still trying to battle the demons of getting out of lockdown myself and you know actually meeting other humans so I'm very much happy to just be a visitor and connect with people on on my terms um, just because that makes more sense for me at the minute should emphasize to people that these are just our thoughts aren't they yeah I found attending that event the world in Chester exhibit fair Business Expo. fair. I know, God, I can't decide what Between to call Between the two them. of us, <laughs> we'll get it right at some point. But um, I found it really insightful and very useful. We made, we made some good contacts by going there. So I would highly recommend people do it. And every exhibitor we spoke to came away feeling quite satisfied with yeah. what they'd had out of it. So it's not, it's not a case of it's not the right time and uh, you shouldn't do it. That's... Far so you're from speaking what from a saying. personal perspective. We're more speaking from a yeah, personal yeah. perspective where our businesses are, I, su- yeah. I suspect. Can I give a shout out to a couple of the people that we talk to? Because they have engaged with us since we've done the podcast. And I think that there is a beautiful opportunity for collaboration, which is really what I wanted to get out of the event for GoFish ultimately that we were able to connect with with organizations that help small businesses so we spoke um to the enterprise hub yep and what do they do they um basically are part of um the women's organization and help small businesses and women in particular um open up small businesses and they're based in liverpool and manchester fabulous team i personally have been through one of their training courses and it was wonderful and then we spoke to um, Liverpool John Moore's um, University, and they're partnering. Go JMU. <laughs> they're partnering with Lancaster University, and they're doing a, a similar kind of um, enterprise hub. Um, and we'll pop the details into social media for them as well. And then I'm an alumni of MMU Manchester. I am as well. Go on. I, I, I'm quite happy to haul myself amongst universities. <laughs> if they let me in, I'll, I shall come. So Manchester Metropolitan University, we're also doing a similar thing. And I, I'm really excited about the fact that we've got, you know, um, feedback from organisations already that are kind of wanting to talk to us a little bit further about helping other businesses, um, small businesses be successful. So shout out to those three. I suppose we should perhaps then say that if you go onto their websites and check them out, they might be able to help you as a startup absolutely yeah good idea yeah and i did that as part of my research when i was starting a a business in terms of what free resources or subsidized from the european union which we're no longer part of but 
whatever yeah they're really great organizations so if you're not aware of them like check out the socials i'll put a post up for you because i think it's really useful socials where where do they find these socials uh instagram facebook linkedin twitter youtube boom very good at go fish podcast that's what you're looking for yes and then you will find it Mm -hmm. um Although, will you find it in its current guise? That's the question, because we mm. do have some exciting news, dun, don't we? Dun, 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 dun. I've got bored with the existing <laughs> branding. <laughs> <laughs> the itch has required a scratch. <laughs> and what a scratch you've done, Mr. Pollard. It's a big scratch, that, Mark. It's wonderful. So we're giving it a new lick of paint now. I don't... I, I think... I think we will launch it. We're launching it on the 1st of October, which may or may not be no, the time that you listen been. to this show. Uh, on the basis that podcasts can be listened to by anyone at any time, there's every chance. So if you're listening to this after the 1st of October 2021, congratulations, you can now see our new branding. If yeah. you've seen it before, oh my God, how are you going to sleep tonight? <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful. But we just decided to give it a new lick of paint, didn't we? Seeing as though we're, 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 we're sort of Zhuzhing it all up. There's loads of stuff going on on the old socials, uh, the video content, loads of tips. Um, we're trying to give you stuff. We, we're going to have a business spotlight, aren't we? We are. Oh. Yeah. We're going to be interviewing small businesses and give them an opportunity to be featured on the socials um, every two weeks um, because we're paying it forward and trying to help other businesses as other businesses have helped us in the past. So uh, there's loads there. Hopefully, loads of resources. We've got a new web page. Woohoo! Goldfishpodcast.com. Yeah, Go I'm there. really excited about that. Uh, still send us emails to gofish at thepodstation.co.uk. And if you've enjoyed the show, if you found it useful, um, give us a review on the platform. Five star. Five, preferably five stars. Um, I will take four, but I prefer fives. <laughs> um, but yeah, positive feedback. And it helps more people see the show because our rankings will be um, boosted. Yes, indeed, improved by virtual. And let us know what you think about our socials and the new content and branding. We'd love to know. Mark would definitely love to know because he's put a lot of effort into it. And any subjects that we mightn't have covered that that you'd like to hear covered, let us know those as well. Yeah, because we will actually be sharing the topics that we'll be discussing at the beginning of each month moving forward. So as of 1st of October, you will know what topics per month we'll be discussing so that you can engage a little bit more and maybe share your views in advance of the podcast. Spot the organising guru, Chris. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, hopefully you found this useful. Hopefully you found the interviews that we've dropped in uh, useful. Thank you to the guests and people that came to talk to us. Indeed. Now, we should actually say, we've. what's the topic we're covering next week? <laughs> Working. Is it networking? Yeah. <laughs> I've just made that an executive decision. We are co- We are doing networking for our next podcast. There you go. Okie dokie. So All we're right doing, going to do networking. If you've got any questions about networking or thoughts or opinions... Email Ishtar. <laughs> yeah, email Ishtar because she's come up with the topic. Contact us on socials. Um, and then the show next that we'll be doing is going to be the... Uh, we're going to do business resources. Yeah, business tools and business resources. And we will be heading to the Liverpool Business Fair, which will be at Anfield. On? 12th of October from 10 till 3.30. Great location. 
Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, if you're I'll, a Liverpool fan. I'll, I'll tell you that after Leeds had been there. Because <laughs> we got a spanking at Ellen Road. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it, it is, in all sincerity, um, it is a great venue. They've done some wonderful things with the ground, certainly the corporate area. It's well worth going, even for a nosy around the ground, but there'll be probably loads of good businesses. We're going to have a stand there, aren't we? We are. Having just discussed whether we may or may not have a stand, we're going to have a stand there so that we can be interviewing you guys, the businesses. Doesn't sound as though all of us will be manning it, though. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'll be hiding behind the stand. <laughs> yeah. And I'll be accosting people. Yeah. So we, what we want to do, what what do we want to know from people? Well, um, basically, you need book on to Eventbrite. The tickets are free. They're available now. So that's the first step that you need to do before you head over there. And then, you know, we'll we'll put on social media because of the time, um, you know, what we're going to be doing and how you can get in touch with us. But come and talk to us, basically. And if you go to liverpoolba.com, I think there are still stands available, aren't there? Yeah, there are. So yeah. if, if you've listened to this or you've already fancied trying your hand at being an exhibitor mm-hmm. and putting your business out there, it's well worth having a go at doing that and kicking the tyres, so to speak. Yeah, but at the very least, show up because you will not regret it. I don't think any of us regret going there as visitors uh, last time and I would definitely do that again as the biggest introvert in the group. Excellent. Good. Well, guys, thank you very much for your wonderful insights once again. Thank you, Mark. Well done, Mark. And, well, well done, you guys. Well, well, thank you. (laughs) Good job, everybody. Uh, Now we're off to go and pat each other on the backs, and we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye now. Get social at Go Fish Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter.